0: Hey there, Mama. You're listening to the Lift the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Crystal, Mama of Five, and your family's intuitive eating dietitian, here to help you cut through the diet culture clutter so you can enjoy freedom with food as a family. I'm on a mission to help you end the generational legacy of diet culture in your home so you can experience motherhood free from food guilt and body shame. Listen in weekly for guidance on how you can ditch diet culture, heal your relationship with food in your body, and confidently raise intuitive eaters. Let's dive in and lift the shame together. Welcome back to the show, Mama. I hope you and your family had a wonderful Halloween. Would love to just hear from you personally about how things are going with the candy. So if you'd like to share an update, please connect with me. I'm over at Instagram on Crystal Cargis, or you can always leave a comment on the show notes page. How'd it go? I'd love to hear how the whole candy scenario has gone or how it is going. And hopefully there's just been more peace in your home around sweets and candy this Halloween. We are going to start transitioning into a different topic slash mini series here on the show, which I'm super excited about. And that has a lot to do with you. And this is all going to be all about learning to essentially reparent yourself around food and your body. This is such a crucial topic and part of raising an intuitive eater and something that is even more important, I think, for parents who are working on healing their relationship with food in their body. Because so much of how we interact with our kids and how we feed our kids and how we relate to them when it comes to food in their body comes from us and comes from that part of us that experience different things growing up around food and our bodies as well. And so we're going to explore this from a lot of different lenses. I'm excited to begin bringing on some guest speakers to talk about this from different angles and different points of views. And really, it is a broader topic, and I'm not sure how long this mini series might be. We might go through it for a couple months. We'll see because there's definitely a lot of different things here that we can explore and unpack together. I just want you to be encouraged in knowing that you are doing a great job. Parenting is hard feeding kids is hard. Nobody handed us the manual on how to feed our kids. And for a lot of us, our own feeding history, our own feeding story, our family's dieting legacy, all of that comes to the surface when we have kids and when we're learning and navigating how to feed our children. And for so many of us, our default has been to feed our children based on how we grew up around food, right? Like we tend to just recycle the behaviors and the things that we learned. And what I think is so beautiful is that a lot of us are realizing that we don't want to do things the same way, or we want to do things differently, or we want to be deliberate about disrupting those diet culture cycles and ultimately rewriting a feeding legacy for our kids that isn't centered around shrinking their bodies or You know, manipulating their food or feeling guilt or shame around food or their body sizes. And so, you know, it really is an incredible thing to be part of and to know that, yeah, you are doing an amazing job. And I think it's easy to be hard on ourselves, especially those who have more of a perfectionistic personality or tendencies or are people pleasers. You know, it's really hard to challenge the way things have always been and to kind of blaze a new trail for your family. And one thing that I heard a colleague of mine say recently, and she was speaking more broadly, not just about food in particular, but just about these generational cycles that we're working so hard to upend and challenge in our in our family histories. You know, it's not our job to end These cycles completely. And I just want you to sit with that for a second, because, you know, we feel that pressure, right? Like if you are part of a family whose legacy has been dieting or shrinking your body, or, you know, passing down shame and guilt around food and around body sizes, you know, there's some fire that comes with that, where it's like that mama bear in you is just roaring and saying, no, I will not let this go on to my kids. And yes, like I stand with that. And I I totally resonate with that. At the same time, though, I think it's also important to just give ourselves grace for the journey and to recognize that, again, that responsibility cannot solely fall on us, but that maybe we can do enough to shift the cycle, right? To start creating new pathways that our kids can begin exploring because those generational cycles that so many of us are trying to disrupt have been continued on. Like, I mean, if you look back into your family history, I'm sure you can see it extend past generations and generations. And I know I've worked with many moms who, you know, can tell me stories about their grandmothers or great grandmothers, and, you know, or stories that have been passed down about. Dieting or beliefs around food or wanting to maintain this certain body size, all of that, we can trace it back for many generations. And it is a lot of pressure to feel like, man, I need to be the one to end all of this. It's a lot and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hard work. And it's not to say that we aren't doing that work, but also just giving ourselves grace to the process of knowing that we are shifting, we, we are doing enough work to shift those behaviors and those thought patterns. And, you know, to also just give ourselves permission to, to be human, right? Like a lot of this generational cycle ending and challenging and shifting it's heavy. And, you know, I was just speaking from my own experience of of doing the work myself, I know that when we take on that responsibility, and, and it, it, it seems to fall squarely and solely on our shoulders, like I have to be the one to do this to protect my child, that can be really heavy, and almost distressing to some degree. And so I just want to give you some space to explore what that means to you, what that looks like for you. And also to know like, it's okay to be human. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not have all the answers and not have it all right. And I think again, especially for those of us who have struggled with disordered eating or an eating disorder past, we feel that pressure even more because we desperately want to protect our kids from the turmoil that we experienced in our own struggles with food and our body. And we want to do everything in our power to protect our children from potentially experiencing that same thing. I get that. And I resonate with that. And I feel that so deeply in my bones and also to know that and understand that there are just some things that are not in our realm of control. For example, an eating disorder is a complex mental illness that has biological underpinnings meaning there are genetic components that could potentially elevate your child's risk of developing this condition and that's that's a hard that's a hard pill to swallow because i think so many of us feel like well i can do things and there's so many so many things that i can do to prevent this from happening for my child and it's not to say that there are not things that can be done. Like there are absolutely things that we can do to minimize our child's risk. However, I think it's also important to understand that there's only so much in our control. And I've always heard this said, and it's always really resonated with me. And I want to share that today that our kids don't need a perfect parent. They need you. And it's okay for our kids to see us make mistakes and to see us be human And to see us slip up and to see us do things that we didn't mean to do, but then go through the repair process with them is so powerful. And I think it also shows them that it's okay for them to be human too, because they don't need to have a quote, perfect relationship with food. You know, like they are allowed to be human and to experience what works for them and what doesn't work for them. And there's only so much that we can do to protect our kids. And again, and that's a hard pill to swallow. I also think it's important to, to understand and to unpack what that means for you because we need permission to be human and to understand that, you know, especially for those of us who have the eating disorder history and that family history, that there is a chance that our kids may struggle in that same capacity, not because of anything that we're doing or not doing, but because of that genetic component that is simply out of our control. Like we cannot control the genes that our kids get, right? We can focus on just creating an environment that is safe, that allows them to explore who they are as a person, their appetites, their preferences, but then also to do the same for ourselves. And that's just something I wanted to touch on today's episode and also just preface this mini series that we're going to be going through together about reparenting ourselves. Because ultimately, the more that you can care for yourself, for your inner child, for that part of you that didn't receive the things that you're learning how to give to your own child, the easier it's going to be for you to parent your child around food and their body too. And one core thing that you'll hear me come back to you, it's just a core theme, I'll say, is that ultimately, and again, this is is my opinion, this is not anything scientific. Well, there, there might be some scientific literature out there that supports this, but it's my opinion that really what our kids need most from us to have a great relationship with food in their body, not a perfect one, a great one, is a couple things. Our kids really need our unconditional acceptance of their appetites and their body. And our kids also need us to trust them. Our kids need to know that we trust them when it comes to their appetites, when it comes to their body sizes. And this is a common theme that I have seen with so many of the moms that I work with, where they can trace back times in their life where they felt shame around their appetites from their caregivers or shame around their body sizes or felt like their body was a problem that needed to be fixed, right? We internalize those messages and those messages stay with us for our whole lives. And the more that we can give our kids unconditional acceptance of their bodies and their appetites, the easier it's going to be for them to learn how to accept their own bodies and appetites as well. So this is a really powerful theme because it also plays a big role in shifting our families out of that diet culture legacy, right? When you can give yourself acceptance about your body, wherever it's at, and about your appetite needs, then you're more likely to rely on your body and make peace with your body and not lean on external rules or guidelines or diets to try to tell you how to live and that start to govern your life and every morsel that you put into your body. And at the same time, this theme is also very layered, which is why I'm calling this like a reparenting series because a lot of us, have a hard time whether we understand it or not, or whether it's subconscious or not. A lot of us have a hard time giving our kids the unconditional acceptance that we want to give them because that was never given to us. That was never modeled to us, right? Especially for those of us who grew up feeling like my appetite is a problem that needs to be fixed or my body is a problem that needs to be fixed. When there was never any safe spaces held for us and for our appetites or permission to eat what we needed to feel satiated, right? A lot of us grew up feeling like our hunger was a problem or our fullness was a problem or, you know, constantly being micromanaged. And it's hard to now model something different to our children when that was never given to us. And so if you have found yourself in this place as a parent with your own child, where it's like, okay, I, it's almost like a little bit of a dissonance, right? Where you recognize what you want to give your child and, and it feels like a struggle to give that to them. That doesn't mean you're doing something wrong or that you're failing or that you're not good enough or that you're not healed enough. It simply means that that, wasn't modeled to you. And so you're learning how to do that. And that's okay. You are learning alongside your child. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things about this whole process is that, you know, so much, so much of it, we feel like we have to teach our kids. Like there's so much that we have to teach our kids. And there is, there is a lot that we have to teach our kids as as parents. However, there's also so much that we can learn from our kids. And I think, when we navigate these different feeding challenges that come up with our children, it's a real opportunity to discover more about ourselves and parts about ourselves that we didn't even know are there or were there. And being a parent really shines a light on those parts and gives us an opportunity to give them more attention and to do some deeper healing work that we may have not been able to do otherwise. And truly, that is one of the most incredible gifts that motherhood has given me is really just like learning my capacity and leaning into the discomfort that has come come up for me around different issues. And so I really want to encourage you to do the same. And how can you start with this? Well, one main step that I like to encourage parents to do is to simply practice awareness and self-compassion around any discomfort that comes up for you when it comes to your child's appetite, how they eat, their mannerisms around food, and their body sizes. The more that you can start to hone in and identify what those things are, those things will give you direct clues as to the areas in your own life where you could use reparenting around. So for example, if you feel discomfort around way your child's body is changing, or that your child is gaining weight, or your child's appetite, that your child seems to have more of an appetite, or that your child seems to be drawn towards eating sweets or processed foods, or maybe your child isn't really into eating. Maybe your child is refusing meals and that just triggers all your alarm bells. What's coming up for you? pinpointing those periods of discomfort can actually provide clues into deeper areas of your own life that you may need some reparenting around. And we're going to explore more of what that is and what that looks like in the upcoming weeks together. But I just wanted to put this out there for you as a first step, because I think, again, this topic can feel really monumental. Like, where do we even start? There's so much to talk about here and so much to unpack. But I just want to encourage you to start by having more awareness into all of your feeding interactions with your children. Because again, those are where the most powerful lessons can be learned. And it starts with understanding the discomfort that's coming up for you. And what does that look like? And what does that feel like? So for example, you know, for me, there has been some things that have come up with my youngest in particular, who has a very strong personality. And it's interesting because she's my fifth. And and even after having four kids and then having her, it's like, whoa, this is a whole different ballgame here when it comes to her temperament and her personality and just how that how that has clashed with my own and, and just the different interactions that we've had together because of that. But what I've learned is that it's not her, right? It's not her that's triggering me. It's, it's that those wounded parts of me that are coming to light in these scenarios where something's coming up, something's being rubbed in that wound, right? It's like, it's like lemon juice in a paper cut, right? And One thing that has helped me is just having more awareness of the reactions that come up in my body. So that's something I want to encourage you to explore too. Like when you feel discomfort in your body around something that your child is doing or something that's going on with your child around food or their body, what does that look like for you? I know for me, it definitely looks like You know, increasing heart rate, more shallow breathing. I find my body feeling more tense, more anxious. Like it's like my fists are closing up into a ball. It's like my shoulders are coming up into my ears. That is important to pay attention to. Like, again, our body reacts in certain ways for certain reasons. And so many of us are living in a constant disconnect from our bodies, right? Because of our lifestyle or because. You know, We're just so busy all the time that sometimes we're not even aware paying attention to our body. And part of that too is just being a mom where our bodies become our life source for our children. It's easy to become disconnected from your body. And I just want to give you this invitation as we go through this series together to come home to your body and to lean into your body and reconnect to it as an opportunity to learn more about yourself and those parts of yourself that are still there and needing more love and care and attention in order to show up, not just for yourself, but for your children. And this is really important, especially for those of us who are just on this mission of shifting generational cycles of diet culture in our families. It really starts with us and learning to care for ourselves and care for those parts of ourselves that may have been wounded, that may have gone through trauma or abuse or neglect in different forms. This is an opportunity to come back to those parts of yourself and learn to love those parts and care for those parts so that you can show up more fully and present for your children Because again, it's really hard to give our children what we have not yet given ourselves, right? Or we can only give our kids as much as we have given ourselves. On the flip side, when we're able to do this healing work, especially around our relationship with food and our bodies, it's a beautiful opportunity to show up for our kids in different ways too, in ways that we have maybe never thought possible. So This is a long introduction to our new mini series that's coming up, but I am just excited to be on this journey with you and would love to hear from you. Really, this podcast is meant to be a service for you, a resource for you to help you on on your journey. And I would just love to hear from you. What would you like to explore in this topic of reparenting yourself around food and your body to better show up for your kids? What would you like to hear about? What would you like to explore further and just unpack? And as I mentioned, we'll be having some guests coming on, which I'm super excited about, to talk about this a little bit more. Because again, I think so many of us have been so disconnected from ourselves for so long that we can find it challenging to understand what we need or how to care for ourselves in ways that are truly life-giving. So stay tuned for more. But in the meantime, I would love to hear from you if you want to come to the show notes. There's a place where you can leave me a voice message or you can leave a comment or you can connect with me on Instagram at Crystal Cargis. Send me a DM and just let me know what you're excited to hear about, what resonates with you, what questions you have, and we will just continue this series in a way that will answer your questions and support you wherever you may be on your journey today. But as always, I just want to thank you for being here, for being part of this show. And the most important part of this show is really you, and just hearing from you and knowing that this is a resource to help you along your journey. So I appreciate you. Thank you for showing up and for listening and for tuning in. And as always, if I can do anything to help support you, I'd love to hear from you. But looking forward to diving into this series and we will continue next week talking more about this topic of reparenting. So be sure to tune in and can't wait to continue the conversation. All right. Thanks for showing up and I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lift the Shame podcast. For more tips and guidance on your motherhood journey, come connect with me on Instagram at Crystal Cargis. Until next week, Mama, I'll be cheering you on. Bye for now.